Hello and welcome to the podcast, How I Create a Corporate Design. Um, among about 100 designers in Austria and Germany, I'm certified with a certain quality seal by Initiative Corporate Design by Design Austria. And with this quality seal, I confirm that when I design a Uh, corporate design that I always stick to certain quality standards, predefined quality standards. So what is part of a corporate design? Of course, the heart, the center of everything is the logo. The logo has to be created in different variations, such as landscape format or portrait format, and in various colors. Um, in four color modes, so full color mode, one color positive, one color negative, so black and white. And in addition, all relevant resolutions in pixel format and raw vector files have to be delivered to the client. With vector files, I mean EPS files or AI files. I also recorded a podcast on never creating a logo in Photoshop. The link to this podcast I also put in this podcast description so you can take a look at that. Because you always have to make sure that a logo is created in a vector format. So you never have any quality losses in the long run. Besides the logo, there is also a color scheme, corporate colors. In order to secure colors to be printed 100% correctly, I recommend to work with spot colors like Pantone that are selected with a color matching fan. If there is no budget for using spot colors, also no problem, you can define SMIC color codes for print and RGB color codes or hex color codes for digital purpose. So um, there is always a, a color scheme and color codes for print usage, Pantone or SMIC and for digital usage, RGB and hex. This is very important because you cannot simply yeah, transform or translate SMIC colors into RGB colors with those free online tools that you see that I don't recommend to use this because RGB colors look completely different than when um, compared to SMIC colors. And you have to make sure that all colors look the same, maybe on a, a printed flyer or on a business card or on the website. This is very important. There is also another podcast on this very topic, how to make sure that all colors look the same across all communication channels. And the A uh, link to this podcast I also put in this podcast description. So it's definitely worth taking a look at that. What else is part of corporate design besides logo and corporate colors? Typography, fonts. Fonts are extremely important and people um, understand more and more the value of high-class fonts or the value of a typography scheme because fonts are not only there for transporting information, Fonts are also there to create a certain look and feel, a certain gut feeling when you read a text. Um, fonts are best being included into the corporate design concept in the form of a matrix that relates every purpose to its own font, font size and formatting, etc. I always work with a typography matrix based on Wolfgang Beinert. Wolfgang Beinert is a typography expert from Berlin. He also wrote the Typo Lexicon which is um, um, a website where you can find all, really all um, uh, relevant info about fonts and typography. Um, I always work with this uh, metrics because I um, took two, uh, two education classes with him. Um, um, he's from Berlin, but I took them in Munich. 
and it was very very helpful for me so I always work with uh, a typography scheme metrics based on Wolfgang Beiner's typography concept depending on working with print or digital or both you might want to use different fonts or different font sizes especially for print and digital purpose so maybe it's necessary to define um, different typography schemes for, for, for print and digital besides that the target group's characteristic also has a massive influence on what fonts to choose. Um, people from different countries like different fonts. For example, in Russia, people are very much used to um, reading text in capital letters, much more compared to people in, in Germany or in Austria or elsewhere, for example. So it always uh, plays a role where the company will operate, where the products are sold, this also this all uh, has an influence on what fonts to choose for the corporate design concept. So we have the logo as the heart and the center of the corporate design. We have the corporate colors, the, the color scheme. We have a font scheme, a typography scheme. What else is needed? Secondary style elements. Secondary style elements, I always find that a bit difficult to explain <laughs> what exactly that is. Um, I would rec I would explain it this way. A secondary style element is a, a, a common thread, a subtle common thread that runs through the whole design concept from A to Z, through every single communication material, maybe the website, the business card, the letterhead, or what else. Um, this is about design elements that subconsciously remind clients of certain brands or logos. This is a subtle reminder, ah, oh, this comes from this brand. These style, elements, these style elements are often derived from the logo or logo parts and can be found in really every point of, in, of, of print and online communication, on every touch point with the client. Then we have uh, the so-called principle of arrangement in German Ordnungsprinzip. The principle of arrangement basically determines how certain design elements are placed in relation to each other and how big they are. For example, do you arrange um, text parts, picture parts, secondary style elements, etc., in a triangle form, in a triangle shape, or in a rectangular shape, etc. Furthermore, the blank space around the logo is determined, so the logo has space to breathe, as well as the minimum size to make sure fonts uh, or the logo fonts are readable. Especially in times of, of apps and small smartphone screens, it's very important to determine a minimum size of a logo. And all of this is kept together and described and documented in a manual, a corporate design manual that explains the design concept and that's also useful for the client in the long run and any other graphic designer that might want to work with that company in future. This manual I always put in the PDF format and uh, um, provide the client with that. So this is, this is a corporate design but how do I create a corporate design how do i come up with that what's the process behind it the most important thing in the beginning really the the most important thing ever when you design uh, a brand is the briefing with the client most clients totally underestimate that first of all the target groups have to be defined from a geographic or a demographic aspect the target groups Buying characteristics have to be laid open. Besides that, a desired image has to be determined. What do customers think of a company now, when it's an established company? 
what shall customers think of the company in future? Where shall the journey go? How does a company want to be seen by its clients? What emotions shall the corporate design convey to the target group? So all these things have to be discussed in detail in the briefing, in a thorough briefing with the client. This is the most important thing. The briefing is, so to speak, the basement of, of the corporate design house, so to speak. After the briefing comes my research. Various sources help me finding material about the kind of business, the product and the country the target group lives in, the history of the business, etc. Um, certain colors, shapes, symbols, historical events, etc. help tailor the corporate design onto the client. So research is very important based on the briefing. Then I come up with different ideas, different techniques like mind mapping, for instance, help me to find good ideas. Um, what things, shapes, colors, transport, emotions set in the briefing, defined in the briefing. Thinking outside of the box helps. And being brave enough is very important. Being brave enough to try things that are out of the common. That all contributes to a unique design in the end. And then um, comes the draft process. Based on the research results and the briefing, several logos and style elements um, are drafted by me um, simply on a piece of paper with pencil because that gives me um, the maximum of flexibility, of design flexibility. Um, these drafts do not have to be 100% perfect, but they have to be distinctive enough for the client to visualize where the journey goes. I always create between three and five logo drafts that, well, I create many, many more. I often create a 20, 30 uh, logo drafts with pencil on paper, but then I do a matching. That means I, I make sure that, uh, that I only present logo drafts to the client that match the criteria set and defined in the briefing. This is very important because it doesn't make any sense to have a great briefing and then the logo drafts go somewhere else completely different. So there's always a matching process between the logo drafts and the briefing. And the three to five, let's say, best logo drafts, I um, fine-tune a bit, I uh, draw in a vector program such as Adobe Illustrator and those raw logos I present to the client. Those raw logos always look completely different from each other. So it, every logo goes into a completely different direction. They don't have to look perfect. It's just a raw thing so the client can imagine and somehow visualize where the journey goes. Then comes, so this is my first part, then comes the client feedback. Um, this well, takes as long as, as the client needs, basically. Um, the client, I explain every logo draft to the client, uh, what stands behind it, what the idea behind it is, and where every logo draft will go and will lead to in the future. Then the client tells me what, what, uh, what path he wants to take, and then it's, um, it's my turn again. I do the final touch of the logo. I, uh, I, I make the logo 100% perfect. And then I um, create the other design things, such as I determine the color codes, the typography, etc., etc. 